nine o'clock on a Saturday. It's a little bit after nine. You know, that's, nine. A, that's a really good song for Saturday at nine o'clock, it, isn't it? it? Hey, hey, I hope uh, Steve and uh, Jamie are listening that that was a good pick. Yeah, it was a great pick. It's one of my favorite songs of all times. I can listen to that all the time. So, But little Billy Joel today. Yeah, little Billy Joel. So we had a question come in the mailbag, and of course our first mailbox question is presented by the 2020 Continental Cup of Curling being played at the Western Fair District from January 9th to the 12th, 2020. And it says, what's the difference between Kytec and Wurzbo piping? Now that would be plastic piping for plumbing. And what's the difference yes. between those um, two? Well, they're, they're both uh, made with uh, cross-link polyethylene, which means that they don't they don't just split right down the whole line. You can stretch them out and then want to stretch back. But Kytec's a lot different. Kytec has an aluminum liner inside of it. So you have polyethylene on the outside and on the inside with an aluminum liner so that when you bend it for in a 90-degree elbow, it will stay there. Um, the only difference, the real difference is that when you connect a piece of Kytec, you have to make sure that it's connected properly or water gets into that aluminum and then it will start to fail. Um, as long as it's been installed properly, you'll never have a problem with Kytec. I still prefer uh, a Wurzbo um, because it's straight cross-link polyethylene yeah. and it will stretch and go back again, whereas the Kytec stays where you put it. So when you said the 90, how would you do it in a Wurzbo? Would you have to use well, the clamps to And it'll to hold just it? swoop, swoop around yeah. and make sure you've got a hanger on both sides of it where you uh, take a 90-degree elbow so that it won't, like, kink or anything like yeah. that. But that's that's the only difference, really. Yeah, they're both good piping. Now, I was out visiting my sister. She's moved back to um, the Dutton area. Okay. From uh, the big smoke in Whitby, Toronto. Yes, yes. So, And I went out to look at her house, and, and you know, I don't like piercing valves. Yeah. Whether it's copper or whatever, if I see uh -huh. a piercing valve, get it out, put yep, in a ball valve. Yeah. Well, when I looked up, I saw a piercing valve on Wurzbo or PEX. Yes. And I went, well, I don't think that's right. Well, I don't think so either because... <laughs> They, they do make fittings that will go in to connect a humidifier yeah. or they do make fittings for that. So why you'd put a self-piercing valve on, I don't know. But the, when you put the clamps on, you have to squeeze the pipe tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And that might be fine when you first put it on, but as expansion and contraction happens, that's going to eventually start to leak. Yeah. So it's best to cut those out and get the proper fitting in there because those fittings are made to do that job. Yeah, and that's so, what I thought. I mean, I just looked up and went, okay, no. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, I, and she goes, what are you looking at? I go, that's coming out. We'll, yeah. we're, you know, when you get, <laughs> get all moved in, we'll book a call yeah. and have somebody come out and pull um, You that can out. put a oh. T in and an, an adapter in to change that, but get rid of those piercing valves. So uh, ice makers, humidifiers. Yeah. Um, that's where they used to like using them the best. So if you have those two items, go downstairs and make sure that they're not on a self-piercing valve on a PEX line. 
and and this was a humidifier was yes. the one but what about on a copper line you know we've seen them mm-hmm. but explain what can happen on a copper line with a piercing valve well this this basically the same thing can happen on a copper line the copper is fairly thin you can squeeze that down and uh, get it leaking and all there is is just a little gasket that's in there between the the saddle and the copper so the best thing that you could do there is also the same thing cut it out and put the proper fitting in there um, I think it's actually in the code that you're not supposed to drill a line, I think, under one inch anyway. So technically, um, it's it's not proper anyway. Right. So get them cut out, even if it's on copper. Uh, I've seen them leak, and they leak without warning. Yeah. Um, you're gone away for a day, and then you come home and have a puddle in the basement. And you don't want that to happen uh, with the damage that it could cause. No. Well, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we have uh, Bill on the line. Go ahead with your question, Bill. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning. Morning. Good. First of all, I want to say I've been using Roy Inch for about 25 years now, and I would never think of using anyone else, but I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, the air conditioner. So I've been hearing lately that it's, it's wrong to run the fan on continuously um, because it can cause some issues, and, and I, I really I really was uh i've i've been known to do that at times um but i'm now second guessing myself i should the air conditioner i've got now you folks put in about seven years it was about seven years old okay. so that is my question and if you don't mind i'm going to hang up and just listen okay okay <laughs> thanks bill yep appreciate thanks the question bye. You bet. bye-bye yeah and uh, i would say i don't know where bill's getting that information but Right. We're saying, uh, that's wrong information. Um, we recommend that you run your fan all the time, 24 seven, whether it is a a heating or air conditioning that that fan should run all the time. Yeah. Um, couple of reasons. First of all, it will make the house more comfortable. It will move that cold air out of the basement and bring it up. So, your air conditioner should run less because it is circulating the cold air throughout the whole house. Um, but it also will help dehumidify a lot better by moving that air around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in your home, you run your. Yes. I run in mine all the time and the airflow is a lot better now to the, uh, you know, the furthest runs from the furnace for air and heat. So we would say. Uh, no, run your fan all the time. Yes. Uh, it doesn't hurt the air conditioner. Uh, it, sh- you know, keeps it moving, keeps air going right. through, can keep dehumidifying it. Uh, it's better airflow to each area. So we highly recommend it. Um, now different, um, furnaces can have like a constant, uh, they can have an air conditioning mode and they can have a heating mode where yes. you can set the, the fan speeds different for each one. Um, older furnaces, you either turn the fan on or auto. That was your only two choices. So, uh, but definitely would highly recommend uh, to run your fan all the time. Then your air's filtered all the time. Yeah. So I, I think that's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I, you know, people say, you know, should I run my fan when I open my windows? The only disadvantage of that is you're, you're cleaning the air that's going to allow to exit your house. That's right. Uh, that's the only thing, but. We're going to head back to the lines, and we have Roger on the line. Go ahead, Roger. 
Uh, just a quick one. I have uh, five ceiling fans throughout my house. Should I be running them at the same time as I'm running my air conditioning? Does that help? It, it will help. Um, now, uh, are yours reversible where it will push the air down or draw the air up? Yeah, they all have a either on the fan or on the wall uh, thing. Right. So the ability to reverse in the summer and winter. Yeah. You know, and this is where he different guys will argue. I always yeah. say I want to pull the cold air from the floor up and circulate it around. Some people yep. will say, let's take the hot air from the ceiling and push it down to mix with the cold air. Um, ah. But, you know, whichever one makes you more comfortable, some people like air blowing on them. Other people yeah. don't. So, yeah. uh, but it doesn't hurt it to run it. No problem whatsoever. Okay. Only comment I'll make is let's leave the hot air in Ottawa. Thank okay. You. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye Roger. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no comment on uh, hot no, air. No Ottawa. comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, no comment on Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. There is no comment for Ottawa. <laughs> so um, we had a question. It says, "How often should you put water down your overflow your basin?" Now, why would you even put water down your overflow? What What would be the reason for doing that? Well, sometimes some some basins, the way the drain is connected on the bottom, uh, they will get a buildup of soap film and scum around the gasket that's in the bottom of the basin. And then it does start to have an odor. And when you pour hot water to rinse that to overflow out, you stop that. You, you will rinse that out of there and you will keep it clean in the bottom. So you'll have less of a chance for odor to come up there. But if you do notice an odor, it will be right there, right below your nose. And I always recommend that people either stand and watch it fill with hot water and let it run down the overflow or get a, make up a funnel out of a piece of paper or a cardboard and pour some hot water down there. And that helps loosen that. It'll run down the drain, and then you should do away with your odor problem. Put a little lemon juice behind if you'd like, and that'll help cut it. Now, you, once in a while, you do get little flies or stuff yes, coming up there. Yes, and they do like to get into that soap film and scum and so if in your bathroom if you notice you have a little flies and they're called drain flies and that's because that is staying in there in the bottom of the basin and you can't see it because it's in it's in the actual overflow so if you do have that happen then pour some hot water down there and get that cleaned out well, we're gonna have to maybe in the break here we'll think up a better name for the drain fly than just the drain fly. We'll have to, you know, maybe sure it, probably, maybe it can be an Avenger or something. There, so there probably is a proper name, but I'm not sure what it is. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open. Like Bill and Roger, give us a call at five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six. Three five four eight two five five. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. It's a little bit after nine. 
You know, that's, a, that's a really good song for Saturday at 9 o'clock, it isn't it? it? Hey, hey, I hope uh, Steve and uh, Jamie are listening that that was a good pick. Yeah, it was a great pick. It's one of my favorite songs of all times. I can listen to that all the time. So, But little Billy Joel today. Yeah, little Billy Joel. So we had a question come in the mailbag, and of course our first mailbox question is presented by the 2020 Continental Cup of Curling being played at the Western Fair District from January 9th to the 12th, 2020. And it says, what's the difference between Kytec and Wurzbo piping? Now, that would be plastic piping for plumbing. And what's the difference yes. between those uh, two? Well, they're, they're both uh, made with uh, cross-link polyethylene, which means that they don't, they don't just split right down the whole line. You can stretch them out and then want to stretch back. But Kytec's a lot different. Kytec has an aluminum liner inside of it. So you have polyethylene on the outside and on the inside with an aluminum liner so that when you bend it for in a 90-degree elbow, it will stay there. Um, the only difference, the real difference is that when you connect a piece of Kytec, you have to make sure that it's connected properly or water gets into that aluminum and then it will start to fail. Um, as long as it's been installed properly, you'll never have a problem with Kytec. I still prefer uh, a Wurzbo um, because it's straight cross-link polyethylene yeah. and it will stretch and go back again, whereas the Kytec stays where you put it. So when you said the 90, how would you do it in a Wurzbo? Would you have to use well, the clamps to And it'll to hold just it? swoop, swoop around yeah. and make sure you've got a hanger on both sides of it where you uh, take a 90-degree elbow so that it won't, like, kink or anything yeah. like that. But that's, that's the only difference, really. Yeah, they're both good piping. Now, I was out visiting my sister. She's moved back to um, the Dutton area. Okay. From uh, the big smoke in Whitby, Toronto. Yes, yes. So, And I went out to look at her house, and, and you know, I don't like piercing valves. Yeah. Whether it's copper or whatever, if I see uh -huh. a piercing valve, get it out, put yep, in a ball valve. Yeah. Well, when I looked up, I saw a piercing valve on Wurzbo or Pex. Yes. And I went, I don't think that's right. Well, I don't think so either because... <laughs> They, they do make fittings that will go in to connect a humidifier yep. or they do make fittings for that. So why you'd put a self-piercing valve on, I don't know. But the, when you put the clamps on, you have to squeeze the pipe tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And that might be fine when you first put it on, but as expansion and contraction happens, that's going to eventually start to leak. Yeah. So it's best to cut those out and get the proper fitting in there because those fittings are made to do that job. Yeah, and that's so. what I thought. I mean, I just looked up and went, okay, no. You know? yeah. and, I, and she goes, what are you looking at? And I go, that's coming out. We'll, yeah. we're, you know, when you get, <laughs> get all moved in, we'll book a call yeah. and have somebody come out and pull um, that You can out. put a oh. T in and an, an adapter in to change that, but get rid of those piercing valves. So uh, ice makers, humidifiers. Yeah. Um, that's where they used to like using them the best. So if you have those two items, go downstairs and make sure that they're not on a self-piercing valve on a PEX line. And and this was a humidifier, was yes. the one. But what about 
on a copper line, you know, we've seen them, mm-hmm. but explain what can happen on a copper line with a piercing valve. Well, this, this basically the same thing can happen on a copper line. The copper is fairly thin. You can squeeze that down and uh, get it leaking. And all there is is just a little gasket that's in there between the, the saddle and the copper. So the best thing that you could do there is also the same thing. Cut it out and put the proper fitting in there. Um, I think it's actually in the code that you're not supposed to drill a line, I think, under one inch anyway. So technically, um, it's it's not proper anyway. Right. So get them cut out, even if it's on copper. Uh, I've seen them leak, and they leak without warning. Yeah. Um, you're gone away for a day, and then you come home and have a puddle in the basement. And you don't want that to happen uh, with the damage that it could cause. No. Well, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we have uh, Bill on the line. Go ahead with your question, Bill. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning. Morning. Good. First of all, I want to say I've been using Roy Inch for about 25 years now, and I would never think of using anyone else, but I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, the air conditioner. So I've been hearing lately that it's, it's wrong to run the fan on continuously um, because it can cause some issues. And, and I, I really... I really uh, I've, I've been known to do that at times, um, but I'm now second-guessing myself. I should The air conditioner I've got now, you folks put in about seven years, about seven years old. Okay. So that is my question, and if you don't mind, I'm going to hang up and just listen, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, know. Bill. Yep. Appreciate Thanks the question. Much. Bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah, and uh, I would say I don't know where Bill's getting that information, but... Right. We're saying uh, that's wrong information. Um, We recommend that you run your fan all the time, 24-7, whether it is a a heating or air conditioning, that that fan should run all the time. Yeah. A couple of reasons. First of all, it will make the house more comfortable. It will move that cold air out of the basement and bring it up. So... Your air conditioner should run less because it is circulating the cold air right. throughout the whole house. Yeah. Um, but it also will help dehumidify a lot better by moving that air around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in your home, you run your... Yes, f- I run at mine all the time and the airflow is a lot better now to the, uh, you know, the furthest runs from the furnace for yeah. air and heat. So we would say... Uh, no, run your fan all the time. Yes. Uh, it doesn't hurt the air conditioner. Uh, it, sh- you know, keeps it moving, keeps air going right. through, can keep dehumidifying it. Uh, it's better airflow to each area, so we highly recommend it. Um, now, different um, furnaces can have like a constant. Uh, they can have an air conditioning mode and they can have a heating mode where yes. you can set the, the fan speeds different for each one. Um, older furnaces, you either turn the fan on or auto. That yes, was your only correct. two choices. So, uh, d- but definitely would highly recommend uh, yeah. to run your fan all the and time. Then your air's filtered all the time. Yeah. So I, I think that's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I, you know, people say, you know, should I run my fan when I open my windows? The only disadvantage yes. of that is you're, you're cleaning the air that's going to allow to exit your house. That's right. Uh, that's the only thing, but. We're going to head back to the lines, and we have Roger on the line. Go ahead, Roger. Uh, just a quick one. I have uh, five ceiling fans throughout my house. Should I be running them at the same time as I'm running my air conditioning? Does that help? 
it it will help. Um, now, uh, are yours reversible where it will push the air down or draw the air up? Yeah, they all have a either on the fan or on the wall uh, thing. Right. So the ability to reverse in the summer and winter. Yeah. You know, and this is where he different guys will argue. I always yeah. say I want to pull the cold air from the floor up and circulate it around. Some people yep. will say, let's take the hot air from the ceiling and push it down to mix with the cold air. Um, ah. But, you know, whichever one makes you more comfortable, some people like air blowing on them. Other people yeah. don't. So, yeah. uh, but it doesn't hurt it to run it. No problem whatsoever. Okay. Only comment I'll make is let's leave the hot air in Ottawa. Thank okay. You. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye Roger. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no comment on the hot no, air in no Ottawa. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> so. No comment on Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. There is no comment for Ottawa. <laughs> so, um, we had a question. It says, how often should you put water down your overflow, your basin? Now, why would you even put water down your overflow? What, what would be the reason for doing that? Well, sometimes some, some basins, the way the drain is connected on the bottom of them, uh, they will get a buildup of soap film and scum around the gasket that's in the bottom of the basin. And then it does start to have an odor. And... When you pour hot water to rinse that to overflow out, you stop that. You you will rinse that out of there and you will keep it clean in the bottom. So you'll have less of a chance for odor to come up there. But if you do notice an odor, it will be right there, right below your nose. And I always recommend that people either stand and watch it fill with hot water and let it run down the overflow or to get up make up a funnel out of a piece of paper or a cardboard and pour some hot water down there. And that helps loosen that. It'll run down the drain and then you should do away with your odor problem. Put a little lemon juice behind if you'd like, and that'll help cut it. Now, you, once in a while you do get little flies or stuff yes, coming up there. Yes. And they do like to get into that soap film and scum and, so if in your bathroom, if you notice you have a little flies, and they're called drain flies, and that's because that is staying in there in the bottom of the basin, and you can't see it because it's in it's in the actual overflow. So if you do have that happen, then pour some hot water down there and get that cleaned out. Well, we're going to have to maybe in the break here, we'll think up a better name for the drain fly than just the drain fly. We'll have to, you know, maybe, sure it, probably, maybe it can be an Avenger or something there. So there probably is a proper name, but I'm not sure what it is. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open like Bill and Roger. Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or one 866 Three five four eight two five five. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately? 
We're going to talk a little bit about clothes here in a minute <laughs> with this song, but uh, is is Jamie is down in Springwater? Yes. Outside uh, of Elmer there? at a, Is it a rock and roll? No, it's Fred Eaglesmith. It's a fundraiser he does for the Conservation Authority every year, yeah. the Catfish Creek Conservation Authority, I think. Well, I hope he's listening this morning. Hope, <laughs> hope he stayed dry. Yeah, hope he stayed dry. <laughs> that was co- quite a rain that came down early this morning. It, it was. woke me up. But I think we're good the rest of the day, though, by the look of yeah, it. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be <laughs> good so. for them. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of mud. Maybe it'll be like uh, Woodstock, you know, where it, it rained be. and it they got mud be. and, you know. Yeah. Jamie will have his, you know, bandana on and... <laughs> So hopefully they're having a good time down there. Yeah. Yesterday, I was having a great time. I was at the Big Brothers Big Sister of St. Thomas Elgin Golf Tournament Yes, down at Kettle Creek. Uh, we were, get this, Dan, uh, five holes in, four under. Okay. <laughs> well, Finish nine, four under, and then the wheels fell off, and, and we finished three, three under <laughs> at the end of the whole thing. But... Uh, for a minute there, I was going, oh, it's going to be really good. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. Yeah, and then reality <laughs> sunk in and my everything started going left all and over. right. So it was almost like I was marching left, See, right, left. That's why people <laughs> keep golfing. They have a few good holes and then that keeps you coming back. <laughs> so when I got back, uh, on my desk was this little green bag. And I thought, well, what's this? So <laughs> Matt may have to help us with this a little bit, but... So we opened it up and it says, Supergirl is not an Avenger with love, Michael and Jen. And I won't say the last name in case they're a closet Avenger fans. Uh, but they they gave me a shirt, a black shirt with, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, nine Avengers on them, which I have no idea who they are, Matt. Maybe you can help me with uh, some of the names of these people. Yeah, you got uh, you got kind of your typicals there. You got uh, Captain America, of course, classic. Uh, Thor's on there. Iron Man, uh, Captain Marvel, one of the uh, latest leading ladies of the series. Big purple guy in the middle, uh, looking like that McDonald's character. That's uh, the villain Thanos. Uh, all just kind of your classic Avengers going on there. So I said to Dan. Dan says, "Oh, hey, I know why Supergirl is not an adventure. Go ahead, Dan. Why Supergirl did not make the cut here and is not on the shirt? Well, that's because she was with the DC comic group with uh, <laughs> Superman and Batman, and uh, the Avengers were all Stan Lee Marvel Comics uh, characters, so they couldn't mix them up if they wanted to. Well, and I'm I'm looking at him going, okay, am I the only one that doesn't know who the Avengers are? So I guess I'm going to have to start watching comics. So if you drive by my house and you see the Avengers on the TV, I'm just trying to get educated. I'm well, just trying to figure it out. they have comic book uh, shows, you know, where you can go and, and they probably give you a pretty good uh, indication of who all these people are. Now, when I when I wear this around the neighborhood, everybody can be high-fiving me, all those kids, That's and they're right. not going to understand that I don't know any of these That's characters. That's right, and it's so. a good-looking T-shirt. It is so good-looking. So. Yeah, and you just act like you know who everybody is. <laughs> so, so Michael and Jen, thank you very much. That was a nice surprise when I got back uh, yesterday <laughs> afternoon, and uh, appreciate it. And I'll wear it proudly. I said, uh, and if I, I'll have it in my car if I ever see you. I'll just run out and put it on. Uh, yeah. So. so that was a lot of fun. But, um, 
What did you get? What was handed to you today down at the security guest stand? What was handed to me? Night's tickets. Oh, night's tickets. We, we got our night's yes, tickets. Night's tickets. So, you know, yes. pretty soon we'll Actually, be sitting in our I seats. I think they have, uh, don't they have some exhibition games coming yep, up shortly? End of August, and yep. uh, we'll be in 112, section yep. E, one to four, yep. right behind yep. uh, Prince with the Mohawk. Yeah. Just give us a wave if you're yeah. there. So if uh, if you're there, come down and see us. Um, you know, bring popcorn, beverages. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <laughs> we love our popcorn. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to see them and yep. uh, their new logo. I yep. I kept going. Okay, is there anything different with this new logo? <laughs> and I guess it's just the colors or something. But I I didn't really notice it. Well, was, it means you have to go out and buy new t-shirts right. and. Uh, and sweaters and, yeah. and stuff, yeah. So that will be my first stop. I'll on have the to first get another hat. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it'll be a lot of fun. But we wish the Knights all the best, and we uh, we'll be there cheering them on for another season. Yeah. Except when the curling's on at the at uh, the Western Fair, I'll oh, be yeah. over there. So I have to see somebody about tickets for yeah. that. <laughs> so. And well, now we're presenting sponsor Dan. <laughs> I know. You know hey, maybe I got it in there with. I you think I might know a yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> now we had a question come in that said, what is the life of a diverter spout and how do you know when it is wore out? So to help us, what's a diverter spout? Um, diverter spout is when, uh, they have it, they uses their shower. They usually, it's a knob on it. They pull it up and it goes up to the shower and, and that diverter spout, depending on how much you use it. Um, it will last a fair number of years, um, but there is a gasket in there. And when that starts to wear out, you'll start to, when you have the tub going, you might start to get some out of the shower. But typically when you're running the shower, you're, you're starting to get more and more water out of the spout. Okay. It's not all diverting up to the shower. That's when you know it's time to change that. And there's a few different ones. Try to see if you can see if whether it's a screw-on one or one that has a slip fit with a set screw on it. But they're fairly inexpensive, and uh, it's a good it's a good thing to change it because you don't want that water coming out of the spout when you're having a shower. It's just a waste of water. Now I have a three handle wall yes. tech is yes. my so yeah. and you've told me stop yeah turning it so tight peter <laughs> yeah. and you don't have to replace those cartridges <laughs> which thank you very much i don't have to but it has a pull out in the right. center diverter right. and i i feel now it's harder and harder to get that all the yeah. way out yeah there's there's o-rings on that diverter and it doesn't really matter what make it is there are o-rings and springs in there and the O-rings will start to swell up, which makes it harder to pull out. You can take it apart and put some uh, some kind of lubricant on it, and it may make it last for a little bit longer. And there's also, they get a line buildup in on the spring. So if you know what make it is, um, call and get uh, a replacement part. Yeah. Or... Uh, take it apart and try to clean it and grease it yourself, but I think you're probably further ahead to just replace that diverter. Okay. But there are many different ones. So if you're unsure, even bring it with you. You don't even have to turn the water off to take it out. 
So Greg's got another service call today at my house. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get that done because it definitely needs it. It's getting harder and harder for me to, to pull it out. And if it's yeah. hard for me to pull out, if it was a lady using it, it would be hard for them yeah. to get that pulled yeah. out. Okay. Well, good. Thanks, Dan, for costing yep. me more money. That's what you do when you come in here. So I tried to help out. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so a quick one here that I'll answer. It says, how often do you need to change your UV bulbs with an ultraviolet bulb? So there's ultraviolet bulbs that can be installed in the system, and they're either a one-year or two-year. So okay. depending on which one you have, you have to change it yearly or you have to change it every two year. A lot yep. of the ones we sold were two year. Okay. Um, if it was a Lennox bulb, it could be a one year, but the Abco or Clean Air, which is the brand we sell a lot of, they were a two year bulb that need to be replaced. They don't burn out very often. So you don't right. see that they're not working. What it is, is they slowly deteriorate of how much right. UV they're, right. they're putting across the coils and the air and so forth. No. Now, what would the advantage be, Peter, of having that UV? UV, it will prevent mold from growing on the coil. Okay. Okay. So it usually will shine across an air conditioner coil, which is moist all the time. Yeah. And you easily can get mold and it will disinfect that. Okay. The clean air and the Abco also have a charcoal filter through it that helps remove odors and things in the air. So if you fish or burn toast like I do all the time, then it will start to remove some of that smell out as the air transfers through. If you have a breathing problem, that would uh, help yep, with that. Definitely help. Yep. So, so that one was a quick one. We're going to go to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Enjoying the weekend. We are. Steve's we are. not here. It's a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great weekend. <laughs> and uh, armchair technician Richard, I don't check. See, I don't check my phone as much <laughs> as Steve does, but he's uh, he's on. He's there commenting on, yes. on some of the lovely comments. Yes. And so, but uh, yep. So, Richard, hope you're enjoying the trailer. Take yeah. get your rest. You know, count, you've worked quite hard, so you need a little break there. He'll be relaxing with his coffee right now, listening to the radio show. Yep, making sure I we we're correct. That's what right. We say. <laughs> um, had a question uh, that says, "Does it cost more to have a technician come out to my home on the weekend?" Well, Peter, okay. uh, I'm I'm going to say. No, it does not. And you are absolutely <laughs> correct. So we have technicians who work uh, Saturday, regular days, and we have technicians who work Sunday, regular, and we have on call that backs up um, on work that they can't do. So 
Yeah. The only time that we charge a higher rate is if we're coming out after eight yes. and before eight in the morning. Right. So if during those times or after hour guys will come out and service it, no problem. Now, if you're a plus customer, yeah. which is our maintenance plan or new equipment that was put in by us, you don't pay for that. Um, or sorry, you don't pay that extra charge right. at that point. It is still regular rates yes. during that time. So we don't, uh, now on our plumbing side, right now we have plumbing Monday to Saturday. Yes. We don't have plumbing on Sunday right now. Uh, we hope to expand that as we grow yeah. and continue to grow. We will add that in. Right. But right now we have Greg's working today, our plumber. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll be in on Monday and he will work. And next Saturday it will be Ryan and Dan and, and yeah. so forth. So. Um, the plumbing's the only thing I don't have covered on Sunday right now, but we're working yeah. towards that as we go. And, uh, well, uh, Brandon Baldwin was at, uh, my home yesterday and, uh, Lynn and I were very impressed by the job he did. He was very thorough. And, um, I think it was just after six when he got finished at our house. And it, and, you know, to give an example, so you had your air conditioner. And furnace maintained, right. and he found uh, a venter motor or inducer motor, people right. will call it right. as well, found to be a little noisy. It was a little noisy, and, um, you know, he he did a very thorough job, and, and I had really never noticed that. And, of course, we haven't had the heat on since uh, the spring, so he's he's found that, and we'll have that problem rectified before the heating season starts, and I have it quit in the middle of January or, or sooner when we really need it. So, and that's what we talk about, you know, yep. get the maintenance done, yep. uh, get it early so that you have time. I mean, I noticed it. I came in the shop this morning. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Peterson, St. <laughs> Thomas, what's going on here? And I already went on the website, looked up the part. I've already ordered it. Yeah. You know, we'll be picking it up Monday. And, you know, we'll be back very quickly to have that installed yeah. and done, but now we don't have to, you don't have to worry, will right. it break down? Right. So. And, and you never know in the, in the middle of January, I mean, sometimes with people with eating problems, the, you know, the, uh, the availability of the part might not be as quick either. So it, regular, your regular maintenance is very important get it done long before you need it and you yeah. should be able to have your problem fixed before it even happens. And, uh, and availability is easy now, yes. you know, you can pick when you want it done. Yeah. It gets very difficult the closer we get to cold weather because everybody wants it that's, done then. That's right. That's um, right. So now you can pick and choose. So even if you want it done in October, call and book that appointment, yeah. uh, make sure it gets scheduled so it can be all looked and after. That's why I, uh, always have that done in, in August. I mean, if I have a problem with my air conditioner before that, I've got lots of time to call and now my air conditioner will be all set up for next spring when I'm ready to turn it back on again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it, uh, you know, that's, they're going to come over and do the, at my house, they're going to do the fireplace, the air conditioner, the furnace, the HRV yeah. humidifier. Uh, you know, they're going to get that all tuned up in the next two weeks so that everything is set, ready to go. And your water heater. And my water heater, my, that's water right. Heater. They, they got to do my tankless water yes. heater 
do the vinegar flush to get through that yeah. and make sure it's clean. So I'm not like Steve Gilbert. That's why I thought I'd mention yeah. that water heater. Yeah, hopefully Steve's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, and uh, I don't think he's even back next week. I think he's got another week's vacation. Does now. he? Yeah. You give Steve a lot of weeks vacation. Oh, I'm wondering whether we give him too many. <laughs> he's he's off more than I am. So. But hopefully he's enjoying himself out there. Um, I don't have a, a furnace maintenance book from a, a caller that came in here. I don't have a furnace maintenance book until October. Can I run my furnace before that? Well, you can run your furnace before that. Um, actually, it's probably um, maybe... He should run his furnace before that, but if there are any problems, it'll be picked up on his maintenance, and in October, that gives him lots of time to get that fixed. Right, and yeah. and we say that even on air conditioning. If you need it, turn it on. Yes. You know, yes. It, it, it should run, and if you, you know, uh, what I always say, you got to burn off the dust that landed on the heat exchanger, that little <laughs> smell when the first time you turn it yes. on. Yes. But you can hear noises, you can listen for things. So it's not a bad idea to run it before the maintenance just yep. to see if you hear anything that's out of the ordinary. Right, right. uncommon. If it's something uncommon that you don't normally hear, then at least you, you'll be able to tell the maintenance man when he comes to do your maintenance. Yep. Yep. So turn it on. And some of these cool nights that I hear are coming up that we may need They say, we yes, may we're going to have some. Oh. I'll still have my air conditioning running till <laughs> October, but, but then I'll turn it off. Okay. <laughs> um, we had another caller that said, do you install gas lines for stoves and can you hook up a new stove once it arrives? Do you install gas lines is a tricky question because we do install gas lines, but it all depends how busy we are. So um, if we're busy putting in air conditioners or furnaces, those guys are kind of tied up at that point. Yes. But right now, August is a slow month for us, September. So we normally have openings, no problem. And we're putting yeah. in barbecue lines or we're putting in gas lines at that point. Yes. Uh, hooking up a stove, if the gas line's there already, that's no problem. We do yeah. that all the time. Uh, but you have to make sure you, you have a new flex connector. Yes. Because the yes. flex connectors are only good for one uh, time. And That's then right. if you replace it, you have to get a new one. You That's can't right. continue to use the old yeah. one. And, and that used to be the case. They'd use it over and over and over again. And, uh, finally the, the flare connections wear out or yeah, it's not the, uh, optimum. No. And we, and we've all heard in the last week what can happen with uh, gas and we do not want to take any nope, chances right. with that so that's why a new flex connector yes. so if you're buying a stove try to negotiate that flex connector in with the purchase yes. so that it it becomes with the uh, appliance but if you can't that's something you have to definitely tell us that you need so that we can yeah, bring we that can up. bring one with us that's correct at that point so well, Dan, the hour has gone by quickly. It was Again. a quick day today, yes. Yeah, we've learned about the Avengers and Supergirl. <laughs> we've learned about Kitech and Wurzbo. Yeah. So very educational show. But when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373. We're always at one eight six six experts. 
You can go uh, online to royinch.com where you can book an appointment or listen to the podcast of this show by hitting the inch by inch button on the homepage. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Don't go changing to try and please me. You never let me down before. Mm-hmm. Don't imagine you're too familiar, and I don't see you. 